but oh my god I love I love this man <laughs> when I when I learned he was in Peacemaker I was like yes <laughs> I love Freddy yeah when I saw his face when I saw his non-vigilante face not his dorky glasses vigilante face but his face in real life I'm like I want to hate this man I just yeah <laughs> I just want to hate I want to hate this man I want to I can't And we are live with another episode of The Keeg Live. This episode, we are talking about Peacemaker. For those of you who watch the show, listen to the show, you might get a little bit of deja vu being like, wait, didn't we just talk about Peacemaker? A couple weeks ago, dude. A couple weeks ago. And it was the five episodes that were out back then. But eight episodes are out. The whole season is out. We're here to talk about season one of Peacemaker. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. This is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about a different topic. Uh, it's supposed to be every other week. It's been every week recently, so we've had a pretty packed schedule. Uh, you've already heard my thoughts about Peacemaker, at least the first couple episodes. I've brought in some new blood, some fresh takes, and uh, let me introduce them. First up, we got Justice Davis. Justice, how you doing? I'm d- good, man. How are you? Doing good. I love your TikToks, man. I love your TikToks. Jay likes Thank comments. You. Mm. Uh, I, I try to keep good content up yeah uh you are succeeding so thank you you know uh keep doing what you're doing i will i don't plan on stopping i unless tiktok bans me unless maybe. tiktok bans you tiktok does that happen it does they do they have a yeah reputation t- t- yeah tiktok does have a reputation uh it's like, especially if like you're not doing anything wrong and people come no. in to harass, to harass well, you and then you're that's like, get the off. Thing. And then that is, yeah. you get banned. Great. Exactly. And so, yeah, there's, I've seen plenty of people that make innocent content that have gotten banned on accident because of mass reports. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all got to stick together. Like, 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 I dare I say the good guys versus the bad guys. But we all got to stick yeah, together yeah. and like stand up for each other. And I, I think that's something that we are seeing on TikTok and the community yeah. Uh, yeah. as of lately. Uh, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's, it's especially recently with Light of Things. But, uh, yeah, I feel like the community's kind of come together to realize the toxic parts of it and kind of push down the toxic parts of it to where we can all just flourish and enjoy what we enjoy. What we enjoy. Right. Because everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got what they like and what they don't like. You don't have yeah. to hate someone for an opinion on fictional things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a I have a question for both of you, but first, let me introduce my second guest. We got Ellie from the Oh Shoot podcast. Ellie, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so I'm so excited for this episode. Is it? Uh, so first thing, you're awesome. I should just I should just yes. with that. Uh, second thing, is it weird being on other people's podcasts? No, it's so much fun because a lot of the podcasts that I've been on, we're just there to talk about movies and characters that we love and have been just a big part of our lives. So it's just so much fun to be able to connect with everyone on those topics. Yeah. Is it weird being in the passenger seat? Sometimes, yes, because I'm just, obviously I'm so used to taking the reins and 
like really guiding the conversation. So sometimes I have to remind myself to just like sit back and relax essentially. Just like sit back, relax. You don't have to stress about where the conversation's going or like jumping in with questions to move it in a specific direction. Yeah. So sometimes I do have to remind myself, but it's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, and, and, um, unless you get like car sick or whatever the podcast equivalent <laughs> would be, you know, where it's no, like, I, I, I don't know where mean. this is going. Oh no. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to just prepare myself for whatever comes my way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are live streaming right now uh, to three different platforms. We have our number one platform is volume.com. So you can find us at volume.com slash the Keeg show. That's where we draw the chat from, but we are also streaming to twitch.tv slash the Keeg show, uh, where we have Naira McFly. If I'm saying that's that my friend, Naira, <laughs> Naira, <Hi>. Naira <laughs> says Ellie is amazing with multiple G's facts. I love you. Nobody on this show. <laughs> Nobody on the show is lacking in the amazingness. Uh, that the whole is a fact. fact. That is a fact. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole reason uh, you guys are on the show is because you guys are awesome. Uh, so Naira says hi, and then uh, nobody's on YouTube, but that's fair. It's a Saturday afternoon show, so more people, I think, mm. tune into the podcast than they do the live stream. But this way, they get to see our faces, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, that's always cool. Anyway, we're here to talk about Peacemaker, uh, specifically season one, because in a previous episode, we talked about the five episodes thus far. Now it's the eight episodes that comprise season one. Mm. And for those of you who listen or watch the show, you might know my thoughts up to season five or, uh, episode five. My theories were wrong. I'll say that. (laughs) That's why I need to come on here and say, I'm sorry. My theories were wrong. We, uh, we you led them astray. I led people astray. I had theories. I had theories galore, but I want to know your guys' thoughts. So that's why you're on this episode. But we're going to start back in the beginning. Peacemaker is an odd character, not only in this show, but previous to this. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker was a Charlton Comics character uh, alongside characters like Captain Adam, Blue Beetle, um, mm. uh, that sort of thing. You may know... Alan Moore's Watchmen as a parody of those Charlton characters. So Comedian, uh, which was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character in the movie with the cigar and the mustache and whatever, he's technically Peacemaker in a weird way. DC Comics wouldn't let Alan Moore use those characters, the Charlton characters, for Watchmen in order to just like kill him off or whatever. So he created his own parodies of these characters and then did Watchmen, which went on to be like one of the most influential comics of all time. Yep. But did anyone have any comic book related knowledge of Peacemaker before, no. <laughs> I guess, The Suicide Squad? Ellie, you no? Know? No. Yeah, like not what at I was, all. Yeah. I had none. Yeah. 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 Like I was telling you earlier, I feel like I was aware of the character Peacemaker in the comics, but I never was interested enough to actually dive in and right. read his comics whatsoever. Right. I was like, okay, well, he exists. Right. On to the next. Also, he is just a dumb-looking helmet. I hate That's how God, his right? uniform <laughs> is. Even with the show, I will say, as much as I love the show, I still do not like his uniform. I don't. It, it's not. It's not the vibe. But it's so campy. It's it's it very, very comic is. book. 
yes. comic booky, which is yes. it's funny because we're so used to almost like a modernized take yeah. on yeah. the costumes, but this one sticks true to the classic look, which yeah. I like, but also I'm like, it does look a little dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, people always wonder, or at least, okay, sorry, let me back up. Back in the early 2000s, when they were trying to make superhero movies, they, people didn't like superheroes in the way that they liked it now, right? Agreed. So mm. they also realized that like, okay, some of these stories would be cool to show on screen, but we have to modernize it and make things realistic. So the X-Men had black leather instead of their individual suits. And yeah. of course, Blade is always in black leather anyway. Great. Like he's an easy one. That was an awesome movie. Moving on. X-Men. Spider-Man came around where like Spider-Man was Spider-Man. Mm. And then Daredevil comes around and Daredevil's in red leather with like this like weird looking <laughs> mask. And yeah. they had to make it realistic. And we've gotten to this point where like even Marvel started out kind of realistic and then worked like their way to like comic suit from Avengers. Stuff. Yeah. I hate yeah. the cap suit from Avengers. Everyone does. It's <laughs> not his best one. Universal. At all. No. It is so weird. It is so weird looking. It's so weird. Even Chris Evans, I, I think we had like an interview to where he was saying, like, yeah, that one, I, I'm upset that they made me wear that. Yeah. I, it's I, very impractical. Yeah. Why yeah. do you say impractical? Um, well, no, I want I don't want to say like completely like a hundred percent impractical because when you look at it is for example, like his very first suit in first Avenger, uh, I remember I was doing a lot of reading into it and there are a lot of elements of the suit where it's just a showcase suit. Yeah. It's just a suit to kind of like wear and, you know, when they were using him for propaganda, there's a lot of elements of it that don't benefit him when he's actually fighting, mm-hmm. which is why I've his suit in particular I've enjoyed watching evolve throughout the show because it becomes more and more a suit that he can actually fight in comfortably and it doesn't yeah. like limit him in his abilities yeah wait yeah. Are, sorry uh I, maybe I missed a split sec are we talking peacemaker or captain America captain America oh okay yeah 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 uh, his, uh yeah so captain America and the MCU like his suit really went through a thing to the point where like in the last couple of movies he's not even wearing a mask or a helmet or anything right no no, it's just a full combat suit. Yeah. 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 Um, I wasn't a fan of the mask, so I was like, I'm, I'm glad it eventually came off. Because, again, it, it, w- it would mess with his, like, vision. And vision. His, like, line of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Endgame, he had it. He had the helmet. But That's right. I, mean, I feel like that still, was just totally paying homage to just the history of total. Captain America yeah. going back to his roots. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jay Friggian is out there saying the homie justice up there. I had to come through. What's up, Jay? <laughs> so there we he go. He said he'd come through and he did. Yeah. It's always nice when that happens, right? When people yeah, say yeah. like, yeah, hey, uh, you having a party tonight? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll drop by. And they drop by. Versus you having a party tonight? And then the next day, hey, sorry, I couldn't make it. I found someplace better to be. So it's like, but it's right. like an hour in the party and you've texted them like twice and yeah, then they're right. like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm sick. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, dude, you're bringing the ice? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so like the, the, the comic, like the MCU, we have to give credit where credit is due, regardless of whether mm. you like the MCU or not. 
mm-hmm. and I feel like most people like the MCU. Great. Um, but like the MCU really evolved their costumes over time. They went from realistic-ish to uh, more comic accurate stuff. And what we're realizing yeah. now as like a movie going audience is like, we're buying into these costumes now, mm-hmm. right? Peacemaker, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all the costumes in, in the Suicide Squad were like, okay, they're ridiculous, but that's kind of- It's somewhat appealing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like vigilante suit, like totally like straight out of the comics, but I was into it. His costume yeah. was probably one of my favorites in the show. Yeah, it was yeah it was really it was a really nice costume yeah yeah uh it is a really good costume and i mean we'll talk about that that actor uh uh in a little bit but like yeah, yeah, yeah. there <laughs> are some breakout performances in this show mm-hmm. oh 100 percent. yeah i was uh, like this is probably too. my favorite part of the conversation are all the side characters yes yeah. i'm like everyone did great but i'm like the side characters the way they shined yes like he james gunn literally gave every single character a moment to where like the show was like they stole the show basically right james gunn is a great juggler he can juggle these characters give each like rotate people in and out and kind of give them a moment to themselves a moment to shine and do that sort of thing which we saw Mm -hmm. in the suit well no rewinding we saw it in in guardians of the galaxy yeah mm, yeah big right? time did anyone see james gunn before guardians of the galaxy i don't think so i i, I saw sean gunn i saw his brother in movies mm, and yeah. like tv shows but i think when it comes to james gunn it really was guardians and that's fair where i really got to see his like skill and talent yeah yeah uh, the only things I, I never saw him before Guardians, but like I know, you know, he's done like uh, Slither, and he did uh, Super. I guess Super might be the most mainstream one, which is uh, Ryan Wilson. Is it Rain yeah. Wilson or Ryan? Wilson? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 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 Elliot Page uh, yeah. in that one, and uh, I heard it's good, but I never got to watch it. But that, I guess, is in those mainstream stuff. He was kind of on the indie circuit for, like, the longest yeah. time. I th- yeah, I feel like when he got into Guardians, that was his first, like, major picture yeah. that and he was seems, working on. And it seems like Marvel is kind of known for that, to where they kind of bring in... I feel like at the beginning, it was they brought in more known directors. But I feel like over time, they've kind of started to gravitate towards the more indie type directors bringing them into these big projects right because like it's all worked out the, well in their favor yeah yep yeah completely i mean the two best picks that they've gotten two best picks in my opinion I'll, i can broaden it from there taika waititi and james yes. gunn in the yes. mcu right mm-hmm. and then even like expanding off of that the russo brothers yeah they have a style that like not everybody likes and I get that you can critique them. I like the Russo brothers, but they started off with doing comedies. Community. Yeah, like, the yeah, community, like their work yeah. on community. Arrested Development, you know? Mm. And uh, exactly. who would have thought? Yeah, and that's Tommy. what's so... <laughs> no, and that's what's so crazy, because I remember when they, after they made Winter Soldier, um, I, like, started looking into their stuff, and I was like, wait, they made, they, they were, again, like, they wrote episodes of Community and 
Arrested Development. Yeah. Those are straight comedies. Yeah. Like there's not much drama around those shows. So I was, and those are like, again, like sitcom shows. Not, it's not that sitcom directors or anything, there's anything bad with that. Like, yeah. but it's just the fact that I saw, okay, well, they only really have experience with sitcoms to then come and make one of the best, arguably one of the best MCU movies ever with Winter Soldier. I'm like, it blew my mind. Yeah. What I think we're learning is that, or at least MCU is learning, Kevin Feige is learning, those people are learning, is that don't just hand over the reins to quote-unquote tried and true people like Joss Whedon. Mm -hmm. Because even though you're tried and true doesn't mean you're good or that you're a good fit. Justice League. Uh, (laughs) Right. All his behind-the-scenes problems. Yeah. A lot, I mean, to be fair, don't hand the reins over to somebody who feels like they have uh, uh, nothing to lose yeah. because then they kind of, dare I say, abuse their power because they've been mm-hmm. in the industry for so long they could do whatever they want. So Joss yeah. Whedon pushes his weight around versus people like Taika and James that realize that their big break is their big break and they have to behave. And yeah. they've behaved for, you know, however many years now. Because they're, yeah. you know, uh, but Joss Whedon, not so much. No, no. not even close. Yeah. No. Uh, but like Russo Brothers realized that that was their big break. Taika, James, that's their, like, you gotta make nice with the Marvel people if that's what you want to mm-hmm. do. Yep. Um, James Gunn juggles all these characters in Guardians. He does Guardians Volume 2. We all fall in love with a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Yep. Why would we? That's so weird. We like we, didn't think that would ever happen, but it did. No. Right? No. We never thought that like we would understand, oh yeah, a, a living planet becomes a human guy, yeah. you know. And for that to like make sense and be right, like an course. emotional element of the story. Right. Yeah, he really takes outlandish things and really grounds it and puts a lot of heart into it and that's really difficult to do especially when it's comic book material because there's so much where you look at it and you're like how would they put this on like the big screen like how are they going to do that exactly right with James Gunn doing Guardians Galaxy I feel like he rolls it back a little bit or you think he is in the Suicide Squad what did you guys think about the Suicide Squad? Oh my God, I loved the Suicide Squad. It's Me so too. good. Me we too. don't talk about the 2016 Suicide Squad. No. <laughs> I'm like, the Suicide Squad really was a fantastic reboot. Yeah. And probably one of my favorite movies that came out last year. Yeah. And it's a yep. soft reboot, right? It's technically in the same continuity. Yep. Yeah, it's like technically because we have some characters coming back. Like, obviously, we have like Amanda Waller, we have Rick Flagg, Harley mm-hmm. Quinn. I mean, honestly, how can you not add her in? She was probably the best part of Suicide Squad. Yeah. And we yeah. got her own movie. Yeah. Having her back for this one was, it had to happen. And I'm right. pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Harcourt and um, Economos, weren't they in the original Suicide Squad too? I, think I don't. They were. I don't no. think so because they're think? James no, Gunn they friends. Yeah. Expect, well, I mean, Harcourt specifically, but then also I think David uh, Agee is also like a David Agee is James Gunn friend. Harcourt is James Gunn's 
fiance now. Fiance now. Yeah, fiance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know her name. I forget her name. Uh, Jennifer Holland, I Holland, think. Okay. I think. I think that's her name. Yeah. 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 And so they've been dating a while now. Um, yeah, I remember looking years. that up a couple of years ago. Um, and so, uh, you know, good for them. Did you know that James yeah. Gunn was married to Jenna Fisher from The Office? I yes. learned this yesterday and I was like, I was what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I read that a few years ago and I was like, I was like, I, I had to do a double take. I was like, Jenna Fisher. Yeah. The Jenna, Jenna Fisher from The Office. Right. And yeah, I, I was shocked. I was yeah. shocked. And it was uh, for a while too. Yeah. 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 And I remember when they broke up and everything, because uh, back then the office was big. So it's like, oh, yep. who's Jenna Fisher married to? This one director James guy. That Gunn like, guy. In, like I, who cares about him? Um, yeah. I remember back then when I was like, okay, James Gunn, who's this James Gunn? And then I saw a picture of her and Fred Armisen hanging out. And I was like, is this guy James Gunn? Because I wasn't watching SNL <laughs> at that point. Fred Armisen. I thought it was Fred Armisen. I was so like, funny. this guy. <laughs> This guy. That's so funny. Because they were like, yeah. they were like, you know, hugging each other in a picture, and I'm like, okay, so this is that James Gunn guy. Turns out that was J- that was Fred Armisen, um, and you realize that James Gunn and her didn't have very many pictures together. Yeah, must have been. They must have kept it pretty quiet. Yeah, and they don't want to uh, just be in media as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, which, it seems like a lot of Hollywood couples tend to kind of want to do that, which I don't blame them. Yeah. Right. James Gunn's kind of counterculture though. You know, he he's uh, uh sometimes to his detriment, especially, you know, uh with his with his weird ass tweets and stuff. But the point being is that like he <laughs> I is I love his twi- Twitter Twitter. <laughs> except yeah. for the except for the tweets that got him in trouble, right? Oh, okay. He yeah, almost no, the lost yes. his he almost lost his career, but I think that was a crazy time. Um, that was crazy. That was wild. Marvel drops him. DC picks him up right away. Then Marvel says, I'm sorry, come back. Mm. He's doing both at the same time, plus the Peacemaker show. He's working on he's Guardians. He's the game. Yeah. He really is. But he's going to finish and, up with Marvel, and then he's just going straight back to DC. And I feel like, I honestly feel like this next Guardians is probably going to be his last movie with Marvel because DC has given him literally everything he wanted. Like, yeah. I feel like DC is allowing him to, tr- like, he was already, like, doing really well with Guardians, right? But I feel like DC is giving him that creative freedom to literally do what his heart desires. And so I, I think he'll end up staying with DC. I think I think they're a good fit. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. What did we, okay, so so going into Suicide Squad, or like finishing up The Suicide Squad, which was an awesome movie, we see mm-hmm. Peacemaker, we see John Cena, who did an amazing job in the movie. I yeah. was not expecting that. And, nope. but at the same time, at the end, we hate him. And he kills, you know, he kills Rick Flagg. Spoiler alert, but I don't know who, who's <laughs> watching or listening this to this right, episode. If you don't know this. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know this, you're behind. And at the time, we did you a favor. Yeah, when the Suicide Squad came out, we knew that Peacemaker was getting his own show. I thought it was a prequel because they weren't telling anyone what the show was about. So people I were like, "I thought it was too." You know, yeah, I thought it was going to be a little like history into how he like before. Became, yeah, he got put away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out it's a sequel because he lives at the end. Yeah. What were your thoughts about this show at that point? Positive, 
Something we were looking oh, forward Suicide to. Squad? No, no, uh, Peacemaker show. Once we knew that, like, once we saw the Suicide Squad. I, I don't know. I feel like I was just confused. Because, again, I was, after ending the Suicide Squad with how his character did what he did like basically ending that movie as him being one of the big villains in the movie i was like okay so why are we about to make a tv series about one of the villains yeah like i was like blood sport let's do a blood sport let's do a oh, rat yeah. catcher yeah like let's do let's do one of them why why peacemaker out of everyone i right. was on i was in the same boat because man i hated peacemaker oh yeah. man i hated him so much and then I loved okay I don't know if this is me loving the actor or the character but I loved Rick Flagg so much and I was just devastated that he killed him mm. so I was like why are you giving him a show right yeah how, but when I learned how that James Gunn you? was gonna I literally yeah, how, how dare, dare you, you? <laughs> but when I learned that James Gunn was you know doing the show a part of me was like okay I know it's going to be good but I don't know if I'm going to love it. I'll still watch yeah. it. But since I don't have that love for the character, I knew it might, it was going to be something that would be a little tough to swallow. Yeah. 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 Like I was, I remember, cause again, I think the news came out that he was going to be making the peacemaker show before the suicide squad even dropped. I think it was like a month or so before. So like, I was well aware that we were going to be getting a show about his character. So when I was watching the movie, I was, again, I wasn't expecting his character to be the villain. So then when I was watching it, I was like, okay, I don't know how he's going to be able to make us root for this character. Like this guy who, again, killed Rick Flagg, who is a widely beloved character. Um, and I just, I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to, how he was going to be able to do that. Yeah. Within other characters who, we, I don't want to say we didn't care, but like with other characters that like we, either didn't know or characters we didn't really that were in the suicide squad but we didn't really care about that right. much when i when i go into a lot of these i go and it, this seems uh, cynical for me i'm not a cynical person but when it comes to these comic book movies you've gotten so many now that i have to ask myself why should i care sometimes i care because it's a connected universe and i care because of that but if it's not a connected universe why should i care then it needs to connect with me, right, in a way. Mm -hmm. And so why should I care? This show made me care in ways that I never thought I would. Yeah. And that's like a, a, a you know, a thing. By the way, I should correct myself uh, from what I said earlier. Mr. Plow in the comments says Steve Agee. Yes. Oh. Uh, I said Dave Agee. It's Steve Agee. Steve I got the Aggie. I got the V right, but you Steve were, you were kind of close. Yeah, yeah, he's Economos, right? He's Economos and yeah, okay, the yeah. motion capture for King Shark. Yeah, which is crazy. I remember yeah. seeing those pictures, and I was like, he's he's kind of pulling a Sean Gunn. I I like that. I, I, love I it too. So much. I like that James Gunn does that. He's like, okay, you're gonna play a live character, and then you're also gonna do motion capture for another. So, <laughs> yeah, cool. And I. And this is a side note, but I also love the fact that James Gunn is like a real stand-up guy to where like he brings his crew everywhere with him yeah. and gives his crew even like the people that he's worked with for a long time, these moments to shine in this exposure. Cause like he's giving all like this exposure to one of his career long friends 
and his fiance. Like yeah. he's helping their careers. Right. Like he's using his like what he has to help lift the people around him up, which I think is great. Right. I mean, that being said, uh, his fiance part screams to me like nepotism, but the fact that she does the job is fine. Oh, like yeah. she can do it. She yeah. can do it. So it's not like, you know, she can't do it. So that's fine. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. I think what's best about him is he's showcasing faces that we don't normally see or like faces yes. that aren't A-list faces. And then he's also showing uh, uh, people of color and he's putting people yes. of color in there, which Amazing. I think is a responsibility that directors should do. Uh, unlike Wes Anderson, who says, oh yeah, uh, whatever. Or like Tim Burton, who says, oh yeah, people of color don't really fit my aesthetic. And it's like, your aesthetic? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he said that? Yeah, and, and and people people were like, your aesthetic is death. Do people of color <laughs> not die? Like, yeah. it's, like what? We're invincible. Yeah, we're, we're invincible. I mean, I, I <laughs> clearly. Yeah, clearly. Like, by me. <laughs> you know, but like, what's your aesthetic, man? Your what? Anyway, the point being is like James Gunn is like, oh no, like he's he's putting people uh, to the forefront. Um, yep. You know? Yep. I really liked that. Like that was a huge something that I immediately was a standout to me is the fact that he had like people of color, people of um, different minority groups. Um, yeah. The uh, the biggest couple in the show was a lesbian couple of color. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like this, it's really groundbreaking if you think about it, because I watching that show. I can't really think of any, uh, maybe a couple, but like not very many big, especially comic book shows to where you have that much, um, you know, representation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I, I personally think it is a responsibility and some yeah, people go, some people go around being like, nah, my responsibility is just doing a good movie and I get it, but you could do a good movie and have representation. Mm -hmm. There's there unless you think unless you think that good movies are only when you have the cast of friends, you know, yeah. like, OK, I guess but, <laughs> like anyone of color is just going to hold my movie down. I think that like, yeah, so, I'm like that's BS. <laughs> yeah. Um, the actor who plays Mern and I'm lo I looked his name up because I have to I want to say uh I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, but I want to include yeah. everything. Chukwudi Iwuji uh, is the actor who plays Mern. He's going to be in mm. Guardians 3. I'm so I'm excited. Because I remember hearing um, James got him on, and then after seeing his performance in Peacemaker, I was like, oh my gosh, you are going to be a fantastic addition. Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't know exactly who he's going to play. Rumors are that he's going to be the high evolutionary which is such yeah. a wackadoo, wackadoo uh, <laughs> character, but it might fit into Rocket Raccoon's origin. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot that we don't know about Volume 3 yet, so it's yeah, going to be really exciting once more news comes out about the plot. Yeah. Also, yeah. there's a holiday special. That I'm he, stoked that's this year. I think he's, I think yeah. he's filming both of them. Yeah, at, at the same time. At, at the same time. So there, yeah. it's probably an hour and a half holiday special or something, you mm -hmm. know, and then you know, then we have Guardians 3. So we'll see how that all goes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> let's talk about this. Let's talk about the show as it is. Uh, again, we have a previous episode where we talked about the first five episodes. So I will stay relatively quiet on this. I want to know your guys' thoughts about this show. 
we just finished season one. Uh, what was this? What was this show like uh, uh, to you, uh, Ellie? I'll let you. I'll let you go. I, first. Hmm. So, at the very beginning, I still had a lot of like uncertainty about the show, and I still wasn't completely sold on it. And I mean, okay, gotta first of all talk about that intro. Yeah. To, each and every episode I'm like that is a no skip intro you need to watch it all the way through every single time yeah but like the first couple episodes I was like okay I'm liking it I don't love it but then I keep it kept like picking up Mm. I love that you know we were getting that history and that kind of background on like Peacemaker and his character and in just his story of how he came to be and his relationships with others and just by literally episode by episode I fell in love with the show and by the end of it I was like oh my god I love Peacemaker like the character Mm. and the show but it was just a surprise all the way through because I really had no idea how I was going to feel about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah I agree I feel like and I'm honestly I'm kind of glad that he did also release the first two episodes all at once because I feel like was it two or three? Oh, I think Dude. it was three, wasn't it? It, I, it might have been I three. Remember. I think I it was three. Do not remember. <laughs> I was I, I was either. on a trip at the time it released, and I got back, and I'm like, "What? I'm three episodes behind now. What? Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. I had to catch up." And then you realize it's just been a week since it's been out. Yeah. I yeah, I so think confused. it was three. Yeah, I think it was three. But yeah, I'm glad that they dropped the three episodes then, um, initially because I feel like those three episodes kind of solidified it for me to where I was like oh this show is going to be good yeah like like after watching the first episode again kind of like Ellie I was liking it and James Gunn though like honestly the humor was hitting a lot for me yes from the very first episode because something about his writing style and his humor is really similar to mine and so I feel like it's he's pretty he was pretty spot on there but as far as like building up the characters and elements like um I feel like by episode three we had a good idea about each individual character and what um you know where potentially their art could go and so once I kind of knew that that's when I was like okay I'm ready yeah I'm sold how does episode three end because it's hard oh, it, it, I just watched it my memory is so bad yeah, because it all blurs together. That's the problem. Um, yeah. Was episode it, three when they went to go and with they went to go kill the senator and his family because they had the yes, yes. Was that so three that or when, two? No. I don't remember. <laughs> two was, episode four is when vigilante goes to jail. That's episode okay, four. Okay, so maybe. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure episode three. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Episode three ends when they kill the senator's family and then and they, they kill see the, the senator butterfly. And they see golf. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, and that they realize, okay, that's what the butterflies are. Okay. Yeah, they're like, it's a literal butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I was literally just watching a recap video earlier. That, yeah, that, that's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally rewatching the series <laughs> yesterday and I'm like, wait, huh? Yeah. Because episode one, I know, ends with the fight between uh, uh, Peacemaker and the, that one girl that he meets at the bar. Yep. Who he just randomly meets, but that's to show like butterflies are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But they also butterflies like sex. 
like they're not Apparently. just on their climate change thing they're also like yeah let's hook up with humans yeah yeah th- yeah that was an element the show i was like kind of found interesting to where it was the fact of like these butterflies are like extraterrestrial like they're aliens yeah. but like they also have like these human like desires and wants and you know emotions yeah very I, interesting yeah which i guess kind of we kind of got into too because with rewatching yesterday there's like a specific scene you might not remember but like when Mern, since we all know that he was a butterfly mm-hmm. um where he's talking to economos and talking about how he never really expressed his emotions yeah and then started expressing his emotions and then he's like uh he's like yo you never told anyone that you were cold before and he's like no is that an emotion um and like that whole banter but yeah yeah i found that interesting to where it's like okay they're aliens and i would expect them not to express emotions but then Mm -hmm. there's they're having sex like (laughs) yeah well she was was she emotionless when she was having sex i don't remember they didn't really they didn't really they show we we see it we saw i know (laughs) <laughs> don't we uh, see it pretty like we saw it. yeah no I, I forgot i think it was like just like a few seconds though and then yeah, it like it transitioned into like the next scene where right. we have him like looking through her music yeah thing was there i'm pretty sure there's a scene with with her over the sink right yes, yeah there yes is. Yeah. but the focus is on peacemaker and peacemaker is obviously like he's the focus and i can't remember Honestly, i don't think she had any emotion yeah i, think I don't she remember was her having emotion you know? I, think I think she, she was, was just, just there. there yeah uh and then because again the focus is on peacemaker <laughs> in that situation and then like they go through all the 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 music and the bands. By the way, I don't have any um, I don't have a history or experience with like hair metal and like those type of bands and stuff. I don't know what's real or what was made up for this. I know. They I all was like, like that kind of music usually isn't my energy. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, this could be a real band. It could not be. Yeah. yeah. This could I'll be never know. Made up. Anyone out there want to go? Like, if anyone's out there that knows hair metal and those those like '80s bands, I don't know whether they were just made up for the for the sake of the show. Honestly, I don't, no. I don't think so. I think they're real because yeah, they're I mean, real. again, this is James Gunn. Music plays such an important part in his movies. Mm. I remember yeah. I was like reading a thing um, with like Guardians because the Guardian soundtrack is one of the best. Yeah parts of the Hands movies right. and I was reading about how like he doesn't choose the music before the writing or anything he curates the soundtrack based on what's going on in the scene and what's going on between the characters so using that context it has yeah. to be real bands it has mm. to be real I don't know just real people yeah because it plays such an important part and clearly music is a very important part of this character and right. what he really enjoys so it has to be I mean yeah and I mean I grew up with uh I I guess I don't know if it's unfortunately or fortunately um I'm a big music person and so I grew up with my mom uh, she was like a singer but she um showed me the all like whole range of music including the 80s and these different hair bands um so yeah all of them are real yeah I I mean, I, and now that I'm thinking about it, if I was directing something and I wanted to put like music from like the 2000s or 2010s, people would be like, 
Chameleonaire? That doesn't yeah. sound. That doesn't sound real. What? What kind of name is Chameleonaire? What? <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. The the one hit wonders. We forget their names, and then we're like, or like some people don't only know the songs, but they don't know the names, and they're like, yeah. There's a guy named Chingy. Yeah, yeah, Chingy. Yeah, yeah. What? Why would that? Ch- Nobody would be named Chingy. Who would name their son Chingy? Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. there are some very interesting band names. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I have <laughs> my teacher from elementary school was a major, like, metalhead. Oh. You look at this man and you would not expect him to enjoy this kind of music. But yeah. this one time I had to stay behind to work on a project. And he's like, oh, like, do you guys want to listen to some music? Because there was like me and like three other people there. And we're yeah. like, yeah, sure. We're thinking, I don't know, he'll pop on some like top 20. Yeah. Like pop Which is the music. standard. I don't really yeah. know. Something standard. And he's like, I'm going to put on my favorite band for you. Nine Inches of Blood. Oh. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, what? wait, what? <laughs> we're like, what is this? Uh. And like, sure enough, real band, uh, yeah. real music. It, it was an experience. So yeah. there's some interesting names out there. Right. There really are. Like who would have thought like, who would have thought like puddle of blood or not puddle of blood, puddle of mud. Puddle of mud, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a uh, uh, puddle of mud being, that's a, that's a band. Yeah, it Honestly, is. at this rate, I'll, I'll believe it. It's like people going on TikTok and putting out some like fake scenario that happens on Riverdale. Yeah. And I believe it. I believe yeah. it. And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Totally happened. Mm. Uh, I feel like anything's possible with River with River, uh, Riverdale. You oh, can yeah. say the most absurd thing and I will believe you. I'll be like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I don't Someone was it, like, like as yeah. a joke on TikTok, they were like, um, Veronica was never real. She's been a ghost this <laughs> entire time. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even doubt it for a second. I I don't want to get too far into the Riverdale thing, but like I heard a, a the spo- like a, like somebody talking. They were like, "This is real. This is the final episode of last season, where it was like there was like an alternate Riverdale like dimension. Yeah, Riverdale. There's a multiverse of Riverdale, and it's like then they crossed over, and then that's why like I don't know. Anyway, let's let's get back to Peacemaker on this one. Uh, the characters really make this show. The plot was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. The characters make this show. What are character driven? Uh, uh, what are some standout characters? Vigilante. Yeah. Vigilante. I love Freddie Stroma. Yeah. I yeah. never knew Freddie Stroma until now. I mean, I guess I saw him in Pitch Perfect, but I don't remember him in Pitch Perfect. I remember so him he's in, in Harry. He Potter looks too. really good in Pitch. Yeah, he's in um, Harry Potter. Cormac McLaggen, and then he's Wait, what? in one he's episode. In Harry Potter? Of, yeah, yeah, the Half-Blood Prince. Um, he's infatuated by Hermione, and he's very creepy towards her. But he's oh. <laughs> also in one episode of Game of Thrones. Um, he plays Ooh. Dickon Tarly. Which, which season? It, you are not nowhere close to it. It's okay. like, what is it? Like, I think season six, I think you see him, okay. but he's only in one episode. He didn't continue playing the character just because, um, in conflict in um, scheduling schedules. Yeah. But, oh my God, I love, I love this man. <laughs> when I, when I learned he was in Peacemaker, I was like, yes, <laughs> I love Freddy. I, yeah. When I saw his face, when I saw his non-vigilante face, 
not his dorky glasses vigilante face, but his face in real life. I'm like, I want to hate this man. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just want to hate. I want to hate this man. I want to. I can't. I you when, can you can't hate him, but you want to. <laughs> no, I get it. The, the <laughs> I think it's episode. It's, it has to be episode three from what we were doing when they're locked up in the thing and they take off the mask and he does these like weird faces. Face you know, oh my yeah. god! Like, <laughs> it's like if I keep like switching up my face, he won't recognize me in a lineup. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it is with Vigilante is like, he's, <laughs> he should be in prison. Like, I know that he went into prison, but like, he should be there just because he's not, he's a menace to society. He's not he safe, but like, I love him and I root for him. <laughs> like, big I know. <laughs> the, the, the fact that like him and Peacemaker talk about like, <laughs> like peace. What, when do they talk about this? Peacemaker says like, like, I'm not racist. And they're like, they're oh like, yeah, yeah and they're like it's it's like and then vigilante goes i kill mostly like almost all white, white people, people. <laughs> yeah <life."> yeah <laughs> it's just like what weird talk it? about about like like race and crime in a weird irreverent way it was it's yeah. so weird and th- that was a definitely a strong theme too that kept getting brought up which again i loved because like facts but like i feel like it was it, it was it was constantly brought up, like even on the first episode where um, I'm blinking out the janitor's name, but I know I'm um, missing out his name, but uh, Riz, I know uh, Riz, Rizwan. Uh, well, I mean the actual janitor's name. Uh, his, the actor's name is Rizwan Manji, but yeah. I don't I don't know what his, the janitor's his name character's is. name. Yeah, yeah, I don't know his character's name, but like at the beginning, the first episode, to where his kind of back and forth with. Uh, peacemaker and how you know that was brought up too to where like well you're the ratio is suspect is all yeah. i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah and he's like i promise i'll start to kill more white people that makes <laughs> you feel better <laughs> there, that's the start yeah how does james gunn weave actual social commentary into his comedy it's so weird i he's thought really that too good at it it's like his like the biggest wild the biggest thing opposed to like the character development arcs in the show was the writing for me. Like yeah. that was a huge standout is the writing was just, it was great. It was, it was some of the best writing I've seen with a comic book show for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, we got Johnny marvelous Johnny in the chat. Uh, marvelous Johnny says, Hey, what's up? Um, he also uh, brings up, uh, and this is w- worth uh, talking about. It's funny uh, that they were speaking on race issues, but kind of leaned a bit too much into Asian stereotypes with Judo Master, hilarious mm-hmm. character, yeah. but I still question the use of the character. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out something specific. Johnny, let me know uh, 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 if there are any specifics that come to mind about Judo Master. Um, I know that there are... <sighs> How do I... Did you guys have any thoughts about Judo Master as a character? I would agree with what, um, who was it that said that? Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, I would agree with what Johnny said. That was something that did kind of, uh, that I did notice, more so with my rewatch of it, was how, yeah, you had the social commentary that was like, you know, in support, but then there was still like the stereotypical aspects of the more so Asian characters, because even like with Detective Song, yeah. Granted, I mean, white uh, 
white dragon like he's racist we all know that right but um still there were like certain elements to that to where like she like there was another person too that made an asian joke towards her that it just it kind of felt a little odd and unnecessary did did vigilante or peacemaker say something i think it was vigilante yeah because he, right, he called I her oriental like oh yeah, the oriental he, line yeah, but then I guess Hardcore came in and kind of, like, defended her. Yeah, so actually that was made up for They corrected, but right? They, yeah, they corrected him. So the question, explained why. The question is, with, with this commentary, let's just say that specific situation, is it all right for, in a character's point of view, to say something off-color as long as it's corrected, right? Like, is it okay? Vigilante says Oriental then is corrected and then it's not like he continues to say that mm-hmm. uh, i would say yes because i think that's the point i think because like when hardcore and um Adebayu came in and was like explaining why it's a bad term to use yeah i th- i think that was the whole point of what he was trying to what james was trying to put in there to where it's like mm-hmm. oh you're saying these words but this is why you shouldn't say it and mm-hmm. so it made it made the person saying it looks stupid because they are right. <laughs> saying it. <laughs> right. I think it in that sense, it's kind of just like reflective of real life. If you have a certain perspective, you can educate yourself or like, obviously it's up to you to educate yourself, but other people may take that chance to be like, Hey, this is why this, your perspective on this or your viewpoint is harmful. And it's that education at like aspect of it. And in like Peacemaker, it shows that like this character and I don't know, their experiences in life have allowed them to have this viewpoint. So Mm -hmm. they say things like this, but having, showing like, hey, this is how, this is why it's wrong. Like, this is why it's not okay to say it Mm -hmm. is almost just like mirrors reality because we all know people, we have all seen people who say things like that and Mm -hmm. they don't see what's wrong with it. Exactly. Uh, I think there are, there are movies and directors out there where a character will say something off color or just outright racist where the director will come back later and be like oh yeah that's just their character there's like why wouldn't they of course that's how people speak yeah without without doing a thing where and i think it's the director's responsibility in one way shape or form to out to, to say or allude to it's not right because mm-hmm. like which is what sorry oh, sorry and, um but i was gonna say which is why um this is i guess a little bit of a fast forward uh but like with vigilante in the whole scene because i guess with um white dragon in like the first episode he was saying so in the second episode all the episodes he was saying some fucked up shit about yeah people like yes. specifically in the first episode where he's like maybe you can do some good kill some blacks kill like yeah. all these different people yeah, yeah. very homophobic no... very racist yeah and there was like no real like i guess uh you know rebuttal to that in that moment i was kind of like that didn't really fully sit right with me but then fast forward to with vi- or uh i was about to say vision with vigilante <laughs> <laughs> vision um with vigilante coming in in the jail and then you know speaking facts there that kind of turned it for me and so i'm glad he eventually got there but for a moment i was kind of concerned because i was kind of feeling that with um white dragon's character to where he was saying all this shit and it's like i get that he's a racist 
but yeah. like this feels a little a little much you don't need to like keep pushing it it's like okay yeah, we right. get it this character yeah. is very homophobic he's very like racist like he, and, yeah oh yeah it's like we get it yeah. right you don't need to keep bringing it up some mm-hmm. writers will do that <clears throat> some characters they're like some oh directors. in case you missed it yeah, yeah. in case <laughs> it wasn't obvious some directors yeah. some writers will do that when they're writing racist characters nazis kkk members whatever as an excuse just to be like what are just some like really bad words that they can say and then just kind of understand that there's no weight to that i mean sorry there is weight to it but they will think there's no weight to it mm-hmm. that bad characters speak bad things and like it makes sense it's how it should be right yeah without kind of doing a like a like a like a you know showing that you're not you or yourself are not in support of it uh it's got to come like for like full circle like a lot of it is so it happens all the time in movies and tv shows where it's almost just linear it just keeps going like there's no end to it i'm like no you got to bring it back around right you got to like bring some like education like ask educational aspect to it yeah like you can't just be having them say these things and be like oh it's their character because that's basically saying okay well i can say the n-word because i'm i know a black person (laughs) all right (laughs) and (laughs) like yeah um marvelous johnny says the detective was utilized well i do want to talk about detective song um but just that judo master was an asian accent away from being a full-blown caricature i would say judo master i agree with that but also judo master just didn't get any development anyway other than being a judo master for hire you know Mm -hmm. essentially like judo we didn't know anything even when judo master's like like oh you have it all wrong or whatever judo master said before judo master gets shot right so like we didn't even understand like why judo master was on the butterfly side exactly i wish we kind of got that yeah we didn't get an exploration into that like how did he even get involved yeah Yeah. what is his story yeah yeah inside this entire plot yeah because even in the finale um we saw him at the farm seeing like all the dead butterflies and he's like crying and eating his chips yeah but I, I loved how that was the running theme <laughs> i know the every single time we saw him at some point he always had a bag of cheetos in his yeah. hands yeah that's a mood i mean yeah he's he's, he's bulking up he's got to stay fit <laughs> he's got to get those carbs in i would but, uh, uh i would say that i would be surprised if judo master didn't have a bigger part in season two that's what I was thinking as well. Hopefully, like fingers crossed, because I would like some closure on Me that too. front. Right. Me too. Uh, Detective Song was awesome. Yes. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, and me too. I don't know whether you guys do the mental gymnastics, um, and I'm using that, even that phrase incorrectly, but when it comes to body switching movies or whatever, you're trying to like, really immerse yourself and be like yes that is jamie lee curtis in lindsey lohan's <laughs> body and yeah. <laughs> jamie lee curtis's body I, I i'm trying to like really immerse myself in, and see it as that when i saw detective song die i was like and like i know she's getting taken over but i'm like that's an asian character dead but then i also have to realize that's an asian actress continuing but now getting the 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 opportunity to play two roles now 
Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's this weird I... thing where it's like you killed that character, but the actress gets to go play two characters now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys get that way with like mind control stuff and like mis- what like Mystique is on screen when it's like X-Men? Realizing that yeah. it's a new actor playing Mystique, but it's still Mystique the character. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's or like wild. Loki would do that too. Like yeah. With, yeah. when he would switch. Yeah. It's it's I I love seeing it because it also on in terms of the actor, it really is an opportunity for them to just showcase their abilities as well and it's so much fun to kind of get the behind the scenes kind of take on like for example um like in harry potter the deathly hollows when we have like emma watson yeah her character hermione takes the polyjuice potion to become bellatrix and i remember seeing the behind the scenes for that and they were talking about how like elena bonham carter watched how Emma Watson would act out the scene. Yeah. And so then she could portray it that way as if she, you know, to, so it was clear that, you know, this is actually Hermione. Right. But we see Elena. So it was just, it's so awesome to kind of see that because we or get so used to seeing them portraying a character a certain way, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's not them they're they have a new personality like they have different a different vision they have a different goal in mind now so it's just great to kind of see that transition especially when it's something quick like which we see in peacemaker because one second you know she's herself next she's dead and being controlled by a butterfly right yep talk about a gruesome gruesome like it's not pretty no and just like in thinking about it too like after seeing what the process is when a butterfly takes over, I was just picturing like the kids, like remember like the kids that got yeah. taken by the butterflies, like how that all would have gone down. Yeah. Cause it's so, painful. It's yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's my, not a good death. No, my theory on the, on the last episode, that last Peacemaker episode I did, which was the five, first five episodes. My theory was that <clears throat> the, butterflies made host bodies so that they weren't killing humans because i was like i think that's the twist i think the twist is like that they made their host bodies they didn't kill the humans so they're not bad they're just here and we're killing innocent butterflies but then when we realized that like no they're literally like (laughs) drilling holes Mm -hmm. into people's brains in order to like inhabit their minds that's gross as shit And, like, remind me of, like, in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And the crazy, like, starfish, it latches onto your face and you're dead instantly, essentially. Right. And then it controls you. Right. But if you take it off, it literally rips off your face. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Was this plot too close to the Suicide Squad? I, that is one of the I don't have very many negatives about this show and even if I did or like complaints but even if I did I still the the pros outweigh the cons for me but that was one of them and still is is I felt like the concept was a bit too similar to Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. because it's the exact same thing yeah on that front it was it basically mirrored what happened in the Suicide Squad I was like okay so you have some intergalactic being mm-hmm. trying to take over people Earth, essentially yeah like, okay. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. The question, though, because, again, my theories were totally incorrect. <laughs> my theories in, in the first five episodes. But then again. So I innocent, mean, those theories. Like, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, giving the butterflies a chance. Like, oh, no, they're peaceful creatures. Oh. I thought Mern was the bad guy. I was like, okay, so Mern is the bad guy. Other bad butterflies are good guys. I'm not going to lie. And, again, this goes to show, like, James Gunn's uh, ability to make creatures like aliens or like animals like with eagly but like Mern's death was sad like seeing the butterfly like grab like Harcourt's finger it was so sad and again it's a testament to James Gunn and being able to make those types of you have feelings for those types of um creatures yeah yeah um what was I uh the I I was wondering whether I, I had two, like, kind of two theories. I'm, I'm copping out a little bit. I had two theories were opposite theories. One was the butterflies are like Starro, or the butterflies aren't like Starro. So the aren't like Starro is, like, because I, I was like, oh, James Gunn wouldn't want to keep doing that same thing again uh, and then show, like, kind of, like, do a red herring and then, like, a left turn where it's like, oh, no, they're good. They're unlike Starro. They're good, but we keep thinking they're going to be like Starro, right? Mm. I thought that was it, and I was proven wrong. But then I realized if they are like Starro, it's meant to mimic Starro to the point where will Peacemaker make this, the wrong decision again? Oh. To follow yeah. orders. So yeah. I think in a way, it is to the purpose of the story to show that Peacemaker gets almost a mirror image like storyline to the movie, but this time he makes a different decision. Because it is a redemption story. Right. A bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very interesting kind of when it comes to the comparison of like Starro and the butterflies because with Starro, like Starro didn't come to Earth. He was brought to Earth by mm. like Americans. So yeah. like that's how, and it wasn't until that point where like the motivation changed. But with yeah. like the butterflies, like they came themselves. Right. They so chose to I feel like here. that's the interesting difference in those like two storylines yeah yeah but when it comes down to it like the motivation becomes similar once they're actually on earth right Mm. the butterflies how did you guys feel about the butterflies backstory in that final episode of why they came to earth they they were they were on a dying world their world was dying they left it and they came here to make sure that humanity didn't make the same mistake. Problem is, they were doing it by killing people and taking over yeah. their mind and forcing Earth to then yeah. be better. Yeah, because it was like it was like one of those things to where like your heart's in it, sweetie, but like it's not, <laughs> yeah, not, not exactly. the right way about to go about it. Like yeah. like when like when we got the explanation, I was like. It was again, it was one of those moments to where I was like, I see you and you're making valid points. Yeah. Like, yes, people are stupid. Like we do ignore science, all this, all this stuff. Agreed. However, the way you're going about it isn't the right way. Therefore, human torpedo, activate. Like I was like, yep, yeah. yeah. It reminded me of with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where we had the flag yeah. smashers. And I was like, okay, I I get your purpose. I support it. I support it, but um, the way you're going about reaching yeah. your goal, however, I don't vibe with that. 
exactly. So that was the same with this. I'm like, okay, I understand why you came to Earth and how you want to help the human race not make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. But the way you're going about it, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I can get on board. Yeah. Also, also, the fact is, we see them kill the whole police station. That, yes. By the way, that, that scene, a lot of people. But that was crazy. Crazy. And I, I thought I, I was going to go to my grave. That I'm blanking out his name again, but the crazy cop that was working yeah. with Mern. I thought, I he, thought was he was a butterfly. Was already a butterfly. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought too. So no, I, that's, he's just a psycho. We never got an explanation for that. He's just he's crazy. just weird. Yeah, I love that actor. By the way, that actor has been in other things. Um, has he? Yeah. Have you ever seen Hell on Wheels? That's where I know him from. There, uh-huh. there's, there. It's like a western. It was really good. It was on AMC around Walking Dead season two. I think is when Hell on Wheels came out, and like oh, AMC was ago. picking on speed. Yeah. yeah, it only lasted like three seasons, but it was a western that took place on a railroad town post Civil War. So you had you had freed slaves like Common. Common plays a, fr- a freed slave. Um, you have you have uh, a Native American population. Then you have like like Christian missionaries that are like super weird trying to convert Native Americans. And like there was a lot of like really good stuff in it. So he plays this like foreign Scandinavian uh, uh, guy. And like he's hardcore in that show. And uh, now uh, I'm interested. I'll have to look it up and potentially yeah. add it to my yeah, watch list. It, it sounds a little familiar, but I don't think I'm too familiar with it. It has, uh, it has, what's his name? Um, Anson Mount as the main character, just playing this dashing guy on a horse, but like with like some dark past. It's pretty good. Hell on wheels. That's, that always makes for a good storyline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but that guy like he he does like random bit roles in which he always plays the weird guy but like in this <laughs> show with him trying to with all of them trying to smile when they're yeah. after they're taken over and they do the creepiest faces that was I unnerving that was... but i loved it same and i liked how it was kind of a reference too because like right before it happened uh well i guess goth not detective song anymore but like goth when she um was like or when he was kind of working in song's body when you remember like how she was like enjoy it and then was trying to smile and then yeah. she was like people don't realize how hard it, or like how something about like how hard it is to like learn how to smile and facial expressions with each person's body yeah and so i thought that was a clever reference to when that scene did happen and they're all smiling yeah like the I think little it, foreshadow it's so interesting though because i mean now they're controlling like this human body and we know like it takes a lot of muscles yeah to smile and to like form these different expressions but now they need to basically manually do that so yeah. knowing how many muscles it takes to smile i'm like yeah. wow they were really go- working hard to get there yeah, yeah. Uh, a testament to James Gunn is his ability to get a performance out of an actor, no matter who the actor is. Yeah. And, and it's something that I, that I talked about. Basically, John Cena, I, at the beginning of his career, after WWE or WWF, in his acting career, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just going to be another wrestler trying to act and failing. Mm-hmm. It's and, really yeah. difficult to take them seriously. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But John Cena realized that he's good at comedy and yep. that he has something that the rock doesn't and that is humility yeah 
-hmm. The Rock, I love The Rock if you want to see The Rock just being awesome at everything because The Rock Mm -hmm. is awesome. But The Rock is not somebody that is going to come to you and be like, hey, man, I have a problem. I'm, uh, (laughs) I had this, no. uh, (laughs) I had an example (laughs) in my head that I'm like, nah, I don't need to go down this route. But like, you know, uh, uh, like I'm having a problem. I'm going to talk to you about it. But John Cena is going to, like his characters would be like, I have no friends. I'm pushing people away. That's like John like Cena there's layers. Peacemaker. Yeah. And there's humility yeah. in that, right? The ability to lose that yeah. The Rock does not have. And I would agree. And again, I'm not, like, I, I love The Rock. Everyone loved Dwayne. Right. Um, but, like, as far as the characterization between The Rock characters that he's played and then comparing to John Cena, specifically with uh, his most current role with Peacemaker, I was blown away. Like, yeah. I don't, I when impressed. I was, wa- whenever I see the, the rock in something, I always see Dwayne. Even yeah. with Black he Adam, plays I'm going to see him as Dwayne. the same guy. Yes, he every, really does. In nearly every single movie, it's the same character. Exactly. Just in, like, a different font. Exa- right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but, like, with John Cena, I saw Chris. I saw Peacemaker. I didn't see john cena i honestly during the whole show and i'd have to remember but like it would take me a minute to realize oh wait that's john cena like he, yeah, he's no, a wrestler was he wasn't an actor right yeah right uh because the rock the rock's whole gimmick is i know i'm buff and i'm i'm gonna kick ass but wouldn't it be crazy if i was smart and i never lost a fight that's literally like that's all his things it's like okay i get it dude you're buff and you're like you're smart that's your character and you never lose a fight yeah i don't think i've ever even seen him cry in a movie before unless it's like a fake cry you know Mm. i don't think i have either i'm trying to go (laughs) through i'm like i'm trying to think of the only time i'm thinking of like maybe um uh jumanji he fake cried it wasn't a real cry, but like his best performances yeah. are Jumanji. Agreed. Honestly, yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched Jumanji the well, the second one, the second of the new ones. Yeah. I watched that recently where he plays Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about another movie where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like make sense. Danny DeVito's character is in his body. That is, but it's The Rock playing Danny DeVito. I thought that's like that was the best rock role to me because that showed his range that showed like he could interpret and play someone else that isn't Mm -hmm. really him right that like actually gave him a chance to just showcase himself but he just chooses not to he makes a conscious decision just to always be alpha in the room and it's like come on man it gets old after a while yeah yeah and that's why I'm really hoping with Black Adam again. He's Black Adam though, so like, yeah, it really isn't much of a difference. But like, I, feel, I I'm hoping that with this role, maybe he brings something more to it, like some more layers, because that's what I feel like we're missing with his performances are those layers. Yeah, right. I don't know where they're going to get that out of Black Adam because I don't think we will. I guess we'll have I'm, to wait. I'm and being see. very Hold optimistic. Out yeah. But that's why, like, Black Adam is supposed to be Shazam or Captain Marvel, depending on what you call that character. Uh, Yeah. That the, he's the main villain, right? But the fact is he's getting his own movie before he even meets Shazam shows that, like, oh, yeah, he doesn't want to lose against Zachary Levi's character. Yeah. Yeah. 
because he would have to lose if he's the villain. Yep. Unless, unless for whatever, no, I, I, I don't know how they are going to explain it. Unless like they just don't want to film that and they're just going to have like a little pre log to it yeah. in the movie. But I doubt that. Like, I yeah. was kind of wondering the same thing when I saw, okay, so they're making a Black Adam movie without us having like the Shazam sequel and yeah. introducing his character there. All yeah. right. I'm fine with it now. Uh, I think like, okay, sh- uh, Black Adam with the Justice Society. Okay, I'm, I'm on board for that. But the point being is, yeah. it is going to just be the same rock character. You know? Agreed. Yeah. So, all right. I guess. Um, with this, with this show, uh, with what, what are, what are, did you care about every single character? Or was there a weak link? I think I've... I cared about I cared about all the characters, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, because even when you talk about, like, the the police, well, I, I mean, obviously, I didn't care. I mean, I cared about the White Dragon because I'm glad that he died. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm glad that they got what they deserve. Yeah. But, like, as far as, like, the characters, because even when it came down to, like, the sheriff station and, like, some of the deputies there, like, the one dancing guy, I thought he was funny. And so it's, like, it... it I still feel like Wait, I who's the dancing guy? The, the big one, the big stupid one that would like always dance. Like he he was kind of like the slapstick part of it to where he just like would say something. Like he was basically there for like a second and then he would like do something stupid. And I thought it was actually like honestly really funny. Why he would, am I like, having trouble remembering who this character is? Oh. I don't know. Anyway, okay, keep going. But I feel like even down to like the police station i i cared about like each of the characters not like full-heartedly but like i at least cared enough to be like okay well you know i hope they make it home okay yeah Yeah. no that's exactly it yeah uh i think hardcore hardcore might be the weakest character am i wrong i feel like there could have been a little more like i really i loved how she was but there was it definitely felt like something was missing Mm -hmm. in her story and which is why I'm also kind of like holding out a lot of hope for season two because especially seeing her relationship and how that evolved with Chris and also just even with the rest of the characters just her bond with them was really nice to see and especially how it changed but there was just something about her character that felt like it was missing yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe it was getting that extra background and extra yeah. history into her how she got there essentially. Because we got a little bit of it when she and uh, Chris were kind of talking when they were, uh, I think, like in episode three, and then just throughout, kind of a little bit of her background, how like she graduated uh, college and then went into the CIA, did some stuff, and then ended up running into Amanda Waller, gave her an opportunity. Um, but yeah, I feel like, and I'm sure in season two, we're going to definitely dive deeper into her character. But I feel like out of all the character story arcs, because even Economos, I feel like had a, an arc. You know what I mean? To where, oh, yeah, like, fun, an, yeah. I feel like she was the one that I had. Like I left, the show ended and I feel like she, I had the most questions still about her character out of all of them. Because like, why is she still? Because even, even though we were kind of seeing her break out of her shell, I feel like, I don't know, there was still, like, 
an element there to where I just, I don't know. I, I agree with you guys. I feel like she, there's something missing with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Economos does, he, I, I, I thought he was going to die. I thought I really thought he was gonna I, die. For I a thought second. Hardcourt was gonna die, and I thought Vigilant, like the the end, which I'm wondering, and I've been hearing people say this too, is um, I'm wondering if they had a different ending originally before they realized that they were gonna get picked up for a second season, and then did some reshoots because they both, I thought, especially Hardcourt, like she, they were showing her literally dying. Yeah. Right. So that I was confused. I thought like I re- no, I really thought she was gonna die. Me too. At the end of the season, I thought Goff was gonna take her over. Me too. That would have been, or so maybe not Goff, but like that one butterfly. That was the butterfly, right? Goff got out of uh, Song's head at the end. Was that Goff? Yeah. No, that one. Yeah. No, Goff was still um with Song talking to Chris. Yeah. At that right. point, it was just a random butterfly, I think, that was trying yeah. to get Oh, no, no, but that got killed early. Like, they showed Adebayo, I think, killing that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Goff, I thought in that moment she was going to. But when you see in the background Goff coming out of Song's head mm-hmm. and flying away, and, like, I oh. thought, like, I thought Peacemaker oh. would, like, take oh, a thing okay, and kill I him. What you mean. I, yeah. And then we get to, we like, I'm like, okay, Goff is out there in whose body? Right? I'm like yeah. watching. I'm like, why is Vigilante like like not having problems? Why, you know, I'm trying to like figure out like who's gonna heal, who's gonna whatever. And then in the end, the butterfly is just there. And like I honestly, you know, I honestly thought when Vigilante came back from like when he, he showed up afterwards, yeah, I thought he was gonna be a butterfly. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't. <laughs> right. Me neither. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm glad he wasn't, but and also something we talked about too, which is interesting, that Goff is still alive. Yeah. And with Chris. I think Goff has given up hope. Yeah. Like, and, and everyone else, all the other butterflies yeah. are dead now. Yeah. They, he no longer has his food supply, so, yeah, so eventually he's, gonna die. he's going to die. Right. Yeah, which will be an interesting dynamic because I'm sure that he'll still be there for next season. So I'm assuming that he's probably going to be helping them to a degree with something maybe take over one last body before goff dies maybe you know but the funny thing is goff isn't taking over chris's body and i I find it weird by the way calling him chris that's weird but yeah i know uh uh peacemaker (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. uh but he doesn't he could right he could just Mm -hmm. when he's flying right here he could just go into peacemaker's mouth and just take him over yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Because in the they finale, he was by himself. They've, I think they just, like, formed that bond. So it's like, you wouldn't do this to a friend. Yeah, because, right. again, like, Chris could have killed him at the beginning, but he didn't. But and then Goff could have killed him, and he didn't. So I think there's that mutual respect. The bond is real. That relationship yeah. is real, even if, you know, they don't agree. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about, uh, big spoilers, but again, who's watching oh, this yeah. episode, uh, who hasn't watched it? The Justice League show up late. Yo. <laughs> I want to know your guys' I, thoughts, because I, I, I've talked about this before. 
I mean, initially I was like, oh, there's no chance those are the actual actors. I thought it was just going to be a silhouette. I thought it was just going to be silhouette. And And then they like brought it in and I was like, oh my God, that's literally Jason Momoa. And And Ezra Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah. 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 My jaw literally, I was like by myself in my room. I know. I started, no way. My jaw dropped. And then I started laughing because I was like, this is actually insane. Yeah. Yeah that moment was I didn't think I didn't think they would tie them in like I didn't either I thought it was just going to be and that's something that DC is kind of popular with too is just making it's it's they're not like Marvel in the sense to where like usually with Marvel and they have like a they say something usually there's like a bigger connection there Mm -hmm. but like with DC you can just name drop and that's kind of that's kind of it like 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 yeah, no, with, with Marvel, each cameo, each name drop has a very specific Meaning. purpose. Yeah. And act they they tie it in. Right. Yeah. There's a way that they actually tie it in, whether yeah. in that film or in a later film. Because it's but important. No, yeah, with to the DC, story. you can drop any name and it's like, okay. Well, <laughs> now they dropped Batman's name earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Now you well. can. So you used to not be able to. Exactly. Yeah. You used to like really not be able to. DC used to do this thing, like Arrow, for instance. They would like they couldn't even say Gotham City and Bruce Wayne for the longest time until they were able to. But mm-hmm. like, like DC used to be a thing where they used to do what was called embargoes on mm-hmm. characters. So, for instance, mm-hmm. in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, back then they were trying to figure out externally, like what they were doing with Aquaman. They were like, okay, is he going to get his own show this was like back in small little time they were like okay Mm. is aquaman gonna get his own show whatever so they were like okay we're not gonna allow black manta to be a villain in the legion of doom stuff in justice league unlimited so they were like yeah but like we have this character and they're like yeah his name is devil ray now and he's not black manta (laughs) and like it's like this little known thing that like yeah they couldn't include black manta in it because that character was embargoed there was characters like Rachel Ghoul and Scarecrow that were embargoed around the time that Batman Begins mm-hmm. was, was happening. They were like, no, we can't have more than one because people are just going to get confused. But in yeah. this show, they're name dropping Kite Man, Matter Eater mm-hmm. Lad, Batmite. Like, Batmite, yeah. What? So much. Bat, they're literally calling Batman by, by name and talking about him. It's so weird. And I think they even mentioned Green Arrow too. They mentioned Green Arrow yes. in this final yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a brony and he, he yeah. goes <laughs> dresses the back half of a horse. <laughs> what? Uh uh Stephen Amell tweeted about that. Did you guys see that? No, did mm. he actually? Yeah, That's like so somebody was like, check uh, hey Stephen Amell, did you see the scene? And he goes, uh he said something along the lines of like, no, I didn't get to see it because I'm too busy being a better wrestler on TV than oh. John Cena or something like that. And like, that's I was like, so okay, funny. that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. You know, because uh, he has like a wrestling drama that he's doing on like stars oh. or something. That's what Stephen yeah. Mills doing right now. So, um, uh, but seeing those, those characters pop up and people notice that like Cyborg and... Cyborg and Batman didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And people were wondering why. And that is because some people are saying, is does this take place after like Flashpoint? Yeah. And, like the Flash movie. Ooh. Like there, there are actors that we know are continuing, right? Ezra Miller, yeah. as, as far as the we ones know, that showed. 
Jason Momoa has his movie come. Both of their them have their movie come out this year. Is it this year? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Both of those mm. movies are coming out this year. We got a lot. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot coming up. Aquaman it's... two and Flash. I feel like yeah. one of them might be next year. No. No, I'm pretty sure it's uh, the Batman. Uh, Black Adam, Flashpoint, right. and Aquaman. Wow, it's four movies mm-hmm. from DC. DC is really gunning for it. Yeah, gunning for it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the Batman, which is coming out in a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, so excited! Aquaman <laughs> two, Black Adam, and Flash. Yep. Uh, but Batgirl is being filmed right now. But that I think yeah. goes straight to HBO Max in 2023. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, they were saying like early or mid 2023, something yeah. like that. Uh, DC is, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to say about DC, but okay, we'll see how I it feel goes. like it depends on how these projects go. Yeah, I, I feel agree. like it really, it depends on how these, like the projects that are coming out this year, right. depending on how they go and how well they do with fans. Yeah, will be and really think, telling for their like the future of DC films. Yeah, and I think that's what D. I think DC is well aware of that too, because uh, with I guess the example too of them only showing really two p- two characters that I know for a fact, where those same actors are going to be re- like keeping their roles, which is uh, the Flash, Ezra yeah. Miller, and Jason Momoa. We know for a fact they're solidified in their roles. And we'll be continuing on in the DCU, but like Henry Cavill, I he doesn't he because he hasn't been fired. He's stated that he still wants to be Superman, but DC is still unsure about that. Yeah, and I don't then, think DC. I think, I think DC's done with Henry Cavill. I think so too. Yeah, which so. is very sad. But yeah, and then Gal Gadot is supposed to do another movie, but obviously, like she's not going to show up for this, like this no. little cameo. No. She, which is like that. why with like her care with wonder yeah. woman we just got the silhouette yeah yeah that being said it might just be it might not be like oh what characters are continuing but what characters literally have movies either filming or finished filming right now that we could True. just grab them real quick yeah you and know it would have made most sense for his flash and aquaman because we're going to be seeing them this year yeah yeah uh side note about gal gadot uh <laughs> I watched Death on the Nile and I realized I'm not a big fan of her acting. Like it's I don't fine. Love her I... acting. It it to me, she's pretty average. There isn't anything about like she can sure she give her a script, she can do it, do yeah. the work, right? Yeah. But there's nothing that I've really noticed about her abilities that make her very unique and that draws me in to right. her characters and just to her abilities. Cause right. everything I've seen her in so far, I'm like, it's mid, like, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And that's how I felt with even the first Wonder Woman. I liked the first Wonder Woman. I, I wasn't a big fan of the second, but yeah, no. I did like the first one. I don't yeah. think anyone was, but, okay. um, but it's, the biggest thing was her acting and it's yeah, I, I feel like they could have picked plenty other actresses to fit that role um and convey and and bring something to the table. Yeah. I feel like with and especially with Wonder Woman too, like Diana's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, especially to represent the DC 
uh, side of things, but I feel like Gal Gadot was again pretty mid. She's pretty yeah. average, and she, yeah, I I'm. It wasn't an easy task for them though. Like no, no. The the problem with Wonder Woman is because Wonder Woman is is like one of the best characters DC has, Agreed. and she is a woman. Mm. So all the expectations of being literally in character, the perfect woman, right? She mm-hmm. has to be everything. And Gal Gadot, you know, checks off a lot of the boxes. She's not everything. And yeah. so it's kind of tough. It's that, I mean, it, it's it's women characters in general have to just yeah. be perfect. Captain Marvel, for instance, got and a people, lot of flack. But like... Yeah. And it's not even Brie. It's like, it's, it's no. just... It was, it was the script and the way that they wrote the script and the way that they wanted her to present herself. It didn't mix unfortunately yep. so i hope they fix that in the second one but and the haters the haters don't make yeah. things screw the haters the haters expectations that like she has to be perfect but that's the thing yeah. that's the thing with these comic book characters the, the the women at least the female characters have to be perfect quote unquote for the haters not to hate them the haters exactly. are gonna hate them regardless yeah, like they, I remember they first was Captain Marvel's specifically. They were bitching about the haircut. They were like, "Well, she she doesn't have short hair." And then when she had short hair, they're bitching about the short hair, and it's yeah. like Jesus Christ. Or they're talking about complain over the tiniest thing when it yeah. comes to these characters, and it's just it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they talked about Captain Marvel. Uh, her her outfit wasn't like like tight enough oh, yeah, I remember. like tom yeah. holland has a better butt people were like i'm like that. get over yourself like you're yeah. really choosing like this aspect of it to criticize like yeah. the original i feel like the people who were talking about tom holland's butt i think they need to work things out for themselves and, yeah. which is fine <laughs> yeah. which is fine i'm just saying like don't be hating on brie larson's lack of butt and saying that tom like it's the same people who are like no i'm not i'm not what i'm not I'm not looking at his butt, but I'm also looking at his butt because yeah, like, <laughs> literally. like, okay, then yeah. think about his butt then. Like, okay, just like be fine with that. Okay. No one's yeah. going to give you shit for it. Yeah. No, be confident. Be like Tom Holland has a great butt. Yeah, there he does. You go. <laughs> I think, I, I feel like, yeah, end, end sentence there then, right? Yeah, don't, don't compare it. It doesn't need to be compared. Right. If you like someone's butt, say it. Right. Say, so it, say the, it with yeah. chest. Right. Uh, uh, uh Dre Jay Friggian says, bruh, I never understood the Brie Larson hate. What she what was she in before Marvel that caused people to be this way? It wasn't about right. it was a couple of things that started her hate, but not they're not warranted. Uh mm-hmm. she does an amazing like in community. Uh yeah. I loved her character in community, and I wish Abed and her like got to hang oh, out. Oh, that that's a different yeah. um different actress. That's Allison Brie. No, 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 no. Not Brie was in community. Yeah, Brie was. Yeah, yeah, she's the coat check girl. Oh my god, yeah. my brain is completely yeah, yeah, yeah. about that. Mm. Yeah. Uh Alan, oh, no, no, with Brie Larson, I'm, I've seen a lot of her movies mostly. Mm. Yeah. Uh Which, Scott but, Pilgrim. Oh my god, Scott Scott, Pilgrim. I love her in yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen Room. I love I haven't seen that. Room. But oh, I heard I've seen Room, but I heard it's good. Yeah. It's really good. And um her in that movie her portrayal of the character and as well Jacob Tremblay who plays her mm. son in that movie it's absolutely phenomenal the, both of their performances is so amazing but the hate that she gets I'm like I you sound so stupid 
<laughs> when you are like talking shit about her because she has a very strong voice yeah like she doesn't hold yeah. back like she sticks to her values and she speaks out on them because she knows it's important and then mm-hmm. people choose to shit on her right for that what was and the I'm one like, thing no, that she's she talking said about real things she said something right that people yeah, got so up in arms about that's like was real uh she said what did she I say? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Um, um, it was about it was representation. Very, oh, it was, was about um, award shows women? and the people who are choosing which movies either get nominated or win are predominantly made up of white men. Yes, And then yes, I think yes, that's yes, what she was criticizing, saying like, we need more representation and diversity on these like groups of people who are choosing which movies, you know, deserve these right like deserve because wasn't that the same year that she won her oscar and then there was that whole scandal of like oscar so white and like yes i think yeah i think that's what started it okay and then since then people just started shitting on her for literally speaking the truth right uh because she's and then people took that ball and they ran with it they're like Mm. it's so funny dare i say literal example of white fragility is Mm -hmm. them being like Oh, so we don't matter? Oh, I guess you don't want... Oh, she said something a lot... Ah, I forget. Anyway, they're, they're, they were like, I guess we don't have to watch her movies then. Huh? I guess we don't have to do that then. Like, white men being like, you're talking bad about white men, then I guess white men won't support you anymore. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I'm sure. If I was her, I'd be like, matter. okay, fine, don't then. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a loss for me. Right. And that's what's funny is, like, they think saying these things are really going to, like, ooh, ow... Like, like, ah, really. What, what she's going to say, I'm sorry, I need your, your, your like, white approval. support. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's literally like people on TikTok, when you put out a video that they don't like, and they're like, oh my God, okay, blocked, unfollowed. And I'm like, okay, don't bye. tell me. Yeah. 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 Unfollow them. I could care less. <laughs> yeah. drama, you're drama queen. I'm, like, I'm I, like not, not a loss. I yeah. don't care. I clearly, you're not who I want seeing my content anyway exactly. I, I like it when people say that though because i will go in on other people's things and i'll make sure to block people before they even get to my page i'm like yeah oh. it's like that's i don't want that energy no exactly and that's why like i feel like i want to start having more of a voice on tiktok because for the most part i've had some really good i have some really good followers on there to where everyone's very supportive and nice but um yeah i've seen your comment section it's it's very supportive <laughs> yes it's which nice. is surprising for it being comic tiktok and like com- like the marvel comic area in general because it's it's not pr- a pretty sight like it's like there's a lot of toxicity out there yeah and so that's the thing though is like i don't want to have those type of people following me or supporting me because i don't support them i yeah. wouldn't want them to be a, a voice for me no and so i think it's kind of like uh uh you know you own a club you own a club and uh you know if you're gonna come into the club and be a dick then you're not allowed in the club anymore that's no exactly no one's lost we don't need Mm -hmm. like but i'm a patron you don't have to be a patron we don't need your money take your money back and leave like but i bought drinks we'll refund you the drinks just get out of here like yep we don't need you we don't need you we don't need your energy you know, exactly. come here if you want to enjoy this. This is to be enjoyed and be a part of the community. But once you show that you don't belong in the community uh, by just being a dick, then get out of there. 
Yeah, exactly. And ten, nine times, ten times out of ten, nine times <laughs> out of ten, ten out of ten, so a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Um, like people, uh, also like hate and make the make these huge waves because they just want attention they do they want they, yeah. they want to be able to have that exposure whether it be good or bad they just want it and so right. that's why i've learned with being on social media if someone's gonna hate i ignore i used to respond i used to even respond with like if i ever do respond and i was actually talking to my friends about this earlier but like if i ever do respond to hate i'll say something nice to them <laughs> and then nine times out of ten with that too they'll delete their comment or they'll be like oh okay and then they'll follow me yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like really? I, like it's just it's ridiculous. Like I don't yeah. have time for that negativity. The the toughest decision is when it's on the line and you're trying to figure out, is it is it are you trying are you making is it a joke or is it real? Are you actually asking, that's true? Are you is this a bit? I don't know. Like and then yeah, you have to like some, then you inquire and you're like, okay, maybe. And sometimes too, like when I'm commenting 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 on like uh whether it's like a post that i see on the fyp or like my mutuals yeah i'll try to make like a jokey comment and then i'm like wait but how do i make sure that they know this is a joke right because it's right. like it's hard to tell with text utilize the emojis basically <laughs> exactly i usually do like something with the emojis and anytime i see an emoji i know it's a joke okay yeah i know if i'm if i want to make it clear that i'm joking with someone like I'm poking fun at them, but I'm like, okay, I want it. I want you to make sure. I want you to know that, like, I'm not being serious. I'll do the rolling eyes emoji and like the hand, oh. mm. like, so I can be like, this is a joke. I yeah. love you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh. We we got a, a couple of people uh, on comments. Uh, just want to say what's up to Fluffy Penguin two two two. Uh, wherever That's you guys are watching us wherever you guys are digesting this content, uh, please like, comment, subscribe, click the bell, do your thing. Uh, we got a couple of uh, likes on um, on YouTube. Wherever you guys are, uh, click follow, whatever platform. Um, definitely helps us as the key. And then definitely, as you can see on the live stream, go follow Ellie and Justice uh, on their social media as well, because uh, it's definitely worth it. Um, I guess the closing question that I have for everybody for Peacemaker is where do we see season two going? Is it going to be completely unrelated? A lot of the plot lines are pretty much done other than mm -hmm. Goff and Peace or uh, Goff and Judo Master, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the only ones kind of left open, which again is, I guess, a testament to why, like, I feel like just this show in general, like, I don't have a lot of bad things really to say about it because it's overall a good show. Like it has a good beginning and a perfect ending kind of wrapped up in a bow. Yeah. But then it's like at the same time, where does that leave the next season? And I would assume that the next season could potentially kind of go back into like the X-Force because now, uh, the X-Force buy you or, uh, Task Force or, um, X? Suicide Task Squad? Task Force X. X Force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, X Force. Because X Force. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Dead, <laughs> Deadpool 2. Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, yeah let's yeah. do it. Yeah. The crossover. Um, but, I mean, there is uh, a crossover. It's called Vigilante. Vigilante was essentially, I mean, not in every shape, but like Vigilante is kind of James Gunn's Deadpool. That's kind of how I felt too, and that's how I see it. Is and they've made multiple comparisons. Like I think Ryan Reynolds even like 
made jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, but um, task force task force X. There we go. Um, it might kind of dive into maybe a bit of that since Adebayo basically outed her mom in that mm-hmm. whole project, and so we saw Amanda Waller in the end, like what the fuck? And yeah, so like I her think, reaction to all that. Yeah. And so it might go into that territory a little bit to where we see the repercussions of those actions. Yeah. And so it might be like an Amanda Waller versus, you know, her daughter and the 11th Street kids. Yeah. Uh, the 11th Street kids, that's what they were, they called, right? They're yeah, the band yeah. or something. It was like a band that they were bonding over. Oh, no. I don't remember that reference. I I know that they call themselves that, but I don't remember where that reference came from, but I'm assuming it is a band or something. It's it's when Peacemaker talks about this band that he likes and then Economos is like, I like that band too. And he's like, what? Yeah. That's when they start going. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm saying forums and media always bring us together, whether it be music, movies, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Justice, as you were talking about this, I, I started getting so many ideas, but I want to hear Ellie's uh, 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 idea of where this is going. Hi, I mean, I kind of agree with Justice. I think it's going to be dealing with like the repercussions of what happened in season one. But at the same time, I'm like, I have no idea right. what they're going to do because they release that question of, are they just going to kind of stick to Peacemaker and his story or are they going to connect it to any other characters are they going to introduce anyone else so with that in mind we might have to wait until we see some of the other projects yeah and seeing how those go because I think there was an article where John Cena was saying how he would love like Black Adam Mm -hmm. to interact with Peacemaker I've seen that too yeah I mean like who knows like that could happen. We'll have to wait and see how the Black Adam movie goes. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many possibilities. And like that's the thing when it comes to like Marvel and DC content, you never know what's going to happen mm. and what path they're going to go on. Yeah. And I think too, James Gunn um, has um, a couple other projects, but for sure another one outside of Peacemaker, um, a series that he's going to be... Um, working on too and so i think potentially it could also tie into that yeah maybe for the second season that would be wonderful i mean honestly as long as james gunn is on the project i have complete faith in it yeah right that it's gonna be really good he's earned it he's earned it he's earned it he i like after the suicide squad after seeing that i was like okay i know it's gonna be good because he really delivers and it's right. like a testament too to where it's like we know he know like we know he can do Marvel movies like we've seen him succeed with those but that but to then bring the James Gunn formula I don't know where they picked it up from Marvel or maybe a mix of both from like him and Marvel and then bringing that to DC and still succeeding and bringing DC wins now when DC was really having them yeah. is again just a huge testament to where it's like I have full utter faith in James Gunn like he could throw the weirdest which he does he'll throw the weirdest ideas and concepts into something and anyone else that were to even touch that it would be cringy it would be horrific Mm -hmm. it would be trash but when it's James Gunn you love it yeah uh 
where the season leaves off, right? We have Judo Master. We have no more butterflies, essentially, except for Goff. And Goff yeah. is hanging out with Chris. We have Hardcore relearning the use of her legs or whatever. Like, she's going through physical therapy. She's, yeah, she's after just dying, Right? Mm-hmm. Mern is dead. Uh, Economos is working at, at Bell Rev again. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. And he, he's back there. He's in this, like, closet area with a laptop. It, um, much. <laughs> so he's not, yeah. in, he's not in the main room which is weird, but we also remember Adebayo like blew the lid on Task Force X. People are not going to be liking Task Force X or, you know, imagine in real life if somebody said, oh yeah, our worst criminals in the world could get off early because they're doing black ops missions for the government. We'd be like, what? What? I know. And so like Task Force X is going to have a problem. Um, you know, and so there's a couple of different developments. Also, keep in mind, Chris is seeing his father in his mind. Yes, I oh, I forgot to mention that. I definitely think they're going to explore more of that in yeah. um, season two for sure. That's from the comments too. Uh, is yep. his his dad's ghost is in his helmet or some I remember weird reading. thing? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember are not reading, but watching a video of someone explaining that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, an interesting concept when I saw it. So then I like looked it up and yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. I just came up with the the best idea that DC could do. Let's hear it. And that would get everybody on board. There needs to be a Justice League versus Task Force X movie, Suicide Squad. Yes. And yeah, the plot, I would love to see that. The plot is Task Force X anyways wasn't supposed to exist previous but now that it's public knowledge now you have heroes keeping an eye out for task force x so waller continues with task force x and then like they can't complete a mission because the justice league gets involved and that is clever it would help us get used to a new version of the justice league whatever dc wants to push forward they're like oh yeah this is our new justice league without it being an actual justice league movie but then he yeah. also gives like a good villain for the Justice League to fight, which is some of these characters that we know, and then Justice League, right? I think it That's, could work. That would actually be ideal because where my mind's going is again, in order for DC to start having wins, I feel like you would want to have someone like Gunn, not necessarily at the helm, because I don't think I would want to see. There's some movies that I feel like might might not be in good taste for James Gunn, like right. uh, like Superman. I don't wouldn't really want to see a direct, right. James Gunn directed. Pretty Superman much any movie, Justice you know? League. Justice League shouldn't. No, James Gunn's vibe works for the Outcast. It doesn't work Agreed. for like who we got to really look up to. Yeah, exactly. it's like the Outcast. It's the underdog. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where he really shines. Right. Exactly. But to be able to have him there is kind of like a resource and a tool to use to help, which would be his characters that he's writing. Um, to, which again, example with the whole Justice League cameo, that worked because not necessarily that he wrote the Justice League, but like the, fa- or like, you know, but like had them interacting with each other, like his writing interacting with the Justice League characters. Yeah. And so I feel like that would actually be a huge, a really good way to um, have people, oh. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, what it looked like have... is you just got like really close. It like looked like you just got really close to the camera. I know. Oh, like, really? <laughs> yeah. My phone's at 20%. But uh, to have um, 
yeah, I think that would be really uh, a really good idea to have DC have some wins because um, James Gunn clearly knows what he's doing. And I feel like he, I don't want to say that he's DC's hope, but I feel like he's Honestly, I would say it. <laughs> I kind of, I want to say, say it. it. I feel like, yeah. You know who like could, t- who could tackle a Justice League versus Suicide Squad movie? Taika White, Taika. Taika Waititi. Oh my god, he would have so much fun with that it. That would be so good. It's a very I similar mean, vibe. But yeah, like, yeah. Taika really could do it. That would be amazing. I mean, I don't think Taika would be Marvel. But like, if if he, if well, there was ever Ta- a way. Taika was in The Suicide Squad. He yeah, he had a little true. cameo. That's true. Right, and I'm sure OG. though DC would be down. Like, oh, yeah. do you think? Do you think there would be? Well, I guess no, because they're letting James Gunn do Marvel and DC. Yeah. Um, that would be. I amazing. think so. There's been a lot of overlap, and you know, we've had many actors playing roles. Yeah. In both. both. Yeah. Yeah. In both areas, so I think it's yeah. very much possible. I. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Justice a, League versus Suicide Squad movie. Because there's a Justice League, or there's a the Kill the Justice League game that's coming out. Yes. They're already entertaining the notion of Justice League and Suicide Squad kind of living in that same universe on the video game mm. side. Uh, why not? Why not in the movies? I think you could reintroduce a new Justice League lineup that in, like is your current Justice League lineup, uh, while also capitalizing on the fact that everybody loves Suicide Squad and yep. uh, really showcase them being at odds. You know. Throwing yeah. a premise out there, Suicide Squad. Hey, goes DC, to- if you're listening, yeah, if you're DC, listening, DC, uh, listen to Dimitri. D- like the Suicide Hire Squad Dimitri. has to uh, has to kill a dictator, and the Justice League is there to protect the dictator and to bring the Suicide Squad in. And then you're like, why would they do that? But it's like it makes sense why the Justice League would be, you know, not there to kill the dictator, right? Yeah. Right. Black Adam. It'd be would. great to kind of just like see Black that Adam conflict Black and Adam like seeing no if anyone would, you know, be motivated to switch sides. Right. And just kind of like seeing that or like the whole psyche behind it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, I just want more Harley Quinn. I, oh my I, god! Same. I love Harley Quinn so much, and Margot Robbie just kills it as her character. Phenomenal. And yeah. I'm like, give me anything. I was literally texting my friend about this last night because I was watching the Suicide Squad, and I was like, just give me more Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah. Give me another movie, please. We need another, yeah, another Harley Quinn movie. Give me like five more. I will consume. We need a Harley Quinn trilogy. I. They have to. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I think the, uh, I think the best DC movies have been the ones that really take care in like in the character work and whatnot. Like I love Birds of Prey. Like the Birds of Prey movie. I loved it. I love the Gotham that they show. I love the characters. And although my biggest gripe is that Cassandra is uh uh not cassandra that's my mm-hmm. problem because i love the character in the comics um other than that like seeing margot robbie and uh uh, uh mary elizabeth winstead as as huntress and like doing that stuff and then the, the Gotham, like the lived in gotham kind of feel yeah. it was amazing it's yeah. Yeah. i love that was one of my last movies i saw in theaters pre-lockdown same oh my same. gosh and my friend and i saw i'm like so happy before. about that i was like what a way to kind of end off the yeah. movie theater experience because it yeah. was so good i saw yeah. it twice in theaters and then i saw it once during like 2020 or 2021 with my mom at home i was like hey mom i think you might like this let's yeah. see you know it was so well done yeah 
it's i'm like thank you for putting it on netflix well okay it, in on. canada it's on netflix oh that's right yeah you're, lucky you're in canada, <laughs> things are different over there it's so because i like because here is it is it on uh hbo, HBO? max HBO yeah, Max. Yeah. yeah, we don't have HBO Max, so I'm you so don't? sorry for that. No. How do you wait? How do you watch? I, how do you watch? Yeah, how do you watch? Uh, uh, never so mind. We have Hulu. Oh, legal sites. Oh, I, oh. I but no, no, not have, at all. No, I know. I definitely don't cheat the system. No, at yeah, all. You don't ever. Um, but no. we do have Hulu, which is like which those shows are on. But the thing is, here's oh. I like I don't have Hulu, so I, again, I don't cheat the system and you i definitely i have a free trial via someone else's email address and password that's fair yeah. um yeah <laughs> look look it's not canadian's fault that like it's not being offered it's not your guys i'm like fault. root of hbo exactly you know i'm like yeah. you're really making it hard for me to watch game of thrones over and over again like thank right. you yeah. for that Come on, HBO. Uh, it's kind of how like paramount plus announced that they're gonna do the uk they're coming to the uk and then yeah. all the canadians that i know are like what about us and I'm like, oh. Yeah, there's well, so many listeners. I don't think so. Paramount Plus is not sound familiar. Paramount Plus <laughs> isn't big, worthwhile but... unless you like Star Trek for the most part. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah. they're they're gonna be expanding soon to like Transformers and Ninja Turtles content and that sort of thing, which is cool, but like it's not a must-have. HBO Max is my favorite streaming service. Mm-hmm. The yeah, streaming is really different though, because even with our Disney Plus, it's very different from what you are getting yeah. on Disney Plus because we have the stars ex- like extension. Okay. So we get a lot of like different movies and whatnot. Yeah. With like Pam and Tommy, for example. Like yeah. that's yeah. on Hulu. Yeah. But yeah. we can watch it on Disney Plus. And that's Which just, so that's just like an example of oh, a that's TV so show. weird. That's so yeah, that's an interesting show to Disney Plus would be on. Because Disney but, Plus- no, but with their extension, um they clear like they have like more mature content but they have you have to essentially verify that the account you're on can have access to it oh okay oh yeah okay essentially yeah so you have to like type in your password again so you can make it so if you have kids and they have their own like account on disney plus you can restrict that makes sense that's like most streaming services right have that kind of kids option um, yeah, it just is weird that Disney Plus, even for adults, Disney Plus in America has been like, oh, yeah, nothing too adult, even though it's like, yeah, I'm, an adult, like I'm a damn adult, like, give me yeah. what I want. But now they're going to bring Netflix Marvel into Disney Plus, which is we... literally the most adult they've got. Like, yeah, you know, it's interesting, though. It's very interesting because eight, like, for example, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in Canada, that's already on Disney Plus. Okay. And it's not I don't here. Know, it's just exactly. Yeah, it might <laughs> so be. It's just it's very interesting that I don't know the way that they go about it. Because I remember when Deadpool got put onto Disney Plus, that was like the first time yeah. where they had something that have, had like slightly more mature content on Disney Plus. Yeah. And then I remember when Hamilton was being put on Disney Plus. Disney was like, you get like two or three like f-bomb drops only and they oh, they censored the best one which i like will yeah. never get over they censored one of the best ones um in the recording mm. but like they have some control over it but then of course with the extension they're like anything goes yeah yeah i don't know what they had planned but they got something planned 
And I think I'm they're just doing what they can to like draw in more people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And whatnot. Because yeah. again, like they're a streaming service and they have many competitors and they need to stand out and be like, we're the best one. Again, yeah. HBO Max has the best range of content. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I'm so mad. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because we have we have Crave and you can get the HBO extension you can oh. pay a little extra for yeah. but i'm like again that's not a streaming service i have at the moment yeah but i'm like oh my gosh they're getting so expensive <laughs> yeah some of the podcasts that i listen to advertise for nord vpn um i'm not gonna explain exactly why i'm bringing up nord vpn uh because we're not getting paid by nord vpn to advertise nord vpn on uh the keeg but on some of the podcasts that i listen to they advertise North I've seen v- that too. I've seen some like creators um, talk about it as well. Right. Perhaps I might talk to NordVPN about, uh, you know, seeing if we can get a little bit of a uh, sponsorship. But uh, I think especially our friends, our Canadian friends, our friends across the pond uh, might benefit from looking up a VPN, perhaps NordVPN. So, you know. It would be nice. <laughs> It would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on the show and taking time out of your Saturday, because yes, this is a Saturday. Uh, taking time out of your Saturday to be here talking with me about Peacemaker season one. Did you guys get all you wanted out of this out of your system as far as Peacemaker yes. is concerned? Yes. Oh, I it, think there was like just like one last thing I yeah. was gonna bring up earlier. Yeah. So the whole like situation with Mern, a lot. I remember when he got caught in that explosion. Yeah. My mind did go, I'm like, how did you survive that? That's what but I was thinking too. For the too. life of me, my mind did not go to, oh, he's a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, what? Are you like souped up Super, on something? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, because there is, oh, I found it so hard to believe that an average human being would survive that blast. Mm. So same with like Harcourt, where she became a little suspicious of how he survived it. I was yeah. like, what? How? Yeah, Explain. I just assumed it was comic book lot like logic. It's like yeah, sometimes I, you survive right? explosions. That's yeah. literally what I thought too. I'm like, okay, you get basically beat to shit, but right. you walk away just fine. Right. Oh, yeah. comic book logic. It's fiction. Why think too deep into it? Economo so snaps his leg, <laughs> like jumping yeah. over and a I fence. I didn't think it was gonna snap because the sound effects didn't sound like it was like he broke his whole leg. I thought it was just like oh, like he tripped. Oh, it was and like then a you see his leg. Too. Yeah, yeah, and I was like Jesus. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the shot real quick where at a bayou is like running and like screaming and shooting all these people? <laughs> I was like, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I was trained for this. And then you just yeah. see her running. Yeah, oh. but that, that like that coupled with her using the human torpedo and hitting the yes. walls. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> I loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. Yeah. I, that, I forgot the name of the actress, but um, I love her so much Um, because I watched Orange is a New Black. And oh, yeah, yeah. I love her character Danielle. in that show. Danielle, Danielle Brooks. Yeah, Danielle I loved. Brooks. Yeah, that, that, that's her name. I love, oh my God, I love her. Um, so to see her in the show was a joy. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, thank you guys so much for, for coming on and, and talking about uh, all this with me. Uh, I'm glad that 
we got to essentially do two Peacemaker episodes, uh, as the key is concerned, two Peacemaker episodes. I'm glad that I got you guys on this final, like, season one wrap-up of this. Um, for anyone out there watching our live stream, again, you're watching us on volume, you're watching us on Twitch, on YouTube. Thank you so much. Please like, follow, subscribe, click the bell, do your thing out there. Uh, the Keeg does multiple shows. Uh, I will definitely have Justice and Ellie on again uh, uh, for some other show because the shows, they, they come and go, but they still keep coming. So mm-hmm. um, I'm like, this was really an audition to show up again on the show. Yeah, no, 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 no. You guys, you guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys, quote unquote, stressed. auditioned. You guys, quote unquote, auditioned by your content that you do online, um, and just by being awesome people. So thank you guys so thank much. You. Uh, and for thank coming you for on. even inviting us because yeah, it, this is my first podcast ever, and I en- really enjoyed this. This was fun. Know, so you beat me into having justice on because I thought our episode was gonna come out first. Yeah. Yeah, you, you heard it here first. Dimitri you heard it here. This was the justice. <laughs> this was the justice premiere. By the way, how confusing justice does it get? Just having your name be in uh, like a word that it, it like Justice League and like yeah, does it get it, confusing? It, it, I it doesn't get confusing, but I always get people to where like I'll say, "Oh, my name's Justice," and they're like, "Oh, Justice League," and I'm like, "Yeah," or they'll be like, "Do you work for Batman?" Because he wants justice. And like, <laughs> like, okay, he got jokes. Yeah, you got, you got jokes, jokes kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does. It does get confusing more so when I say it. Like when I, you know, like just when you say your own name, you kind of like start to disassociate, and you're like, "Wait, <laughs> that's my yeah. name." Yeah. Uh, but usually with other people, yeah, I'll like hear justice, and then they'll say league, and I'm like, "Okay, it's not me." Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're not talking about me. Yeah. Um, justice. Uh, what's your social media? If you could say that out loud for me and then what you got coming up, if you got any plugs to do, you know? Yeah. So my social media, um, the handle's the same on both TikTok and Instagram. Um, but it's J likes comics. Um, and then as far as content goes, um, I typically make funny videos, uh, pertaining and relating to nerd stuff, specifically Marvel now. Um, but I'm trying to get more DC and Star Wars content involved in that. Um, and a new project for me that I'm working on is making more um, actual skits with my voice. Um, I've made a few, which have done pretty well, but I'm wanting to make more of those because they're fun to do. Yeah. It's just a matter of TikTok wanting to push them. Yeah. Because um, TikTok's very specific with what they push and what they don't. Yeah. Um, but I'm wanting to start to do that more and also make more... Um, I don't know if you'd say like opinionated videos, but just more videos where I'm actually speaking on things opposed to just joking about things. Yeah. So yeah, those are, those are my uh, current, at least for the, within the next month, my goal is to start making for my content. Yeah. You do amazing stuff. Uh, I love your stuff. I crack up. Uh, uh, I forget the, the first one that I saw, but it was, I saw your one first and then I saw somebody else copy it and I'm like, fuck this person. <laughs> Like, it happens. <laughs> like, and that's why I want to start making more original. I mean, it's not that my stuff isn't original because it comes from my brain, but yeah. like, um, I want to be able to start making stuff that's harder to copy. Cause like, if I'm making like a full fledged skit or like, if I'm saying my opinion on something, no one can really copy that. But yeah. like, if I'm using an audio with just captions, people could, it happens all the time. I'm numb to it to where yeah. 
not no to no shade but like bigger creators that are well known have copied plenty of my things yeah <laughs> and so it's just like at that point it's like you can't really be like hey you copied me because no one knows yeah. it's so dumb but, it's, yeah. it's so lazy why it's not that hard to listen to, especially if you're a true fan and you know like about certain things or how things play out um, or just care enough about your content. Like, cause I'll listen to sound and usually I'm pretty quick to think of a concept. Yeah. But like, if I can't, I'll go back and I'll research and I'll look up different type, different times when this, like when it, this context, like try to figure out a context on which this can work on. Yeah. And it's really not that hard, especially if it's like something right. already given to you that's in like on TV shows or movies or comics. Right. Like it's not that hard. Right. It, I mean, I would say content creation can be hard, but if yes, you have yes. a million plus followers, you got there somehow, make your own exactly. damn content. Exactly. Make your own exactly. damn content. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No, content creation is hard. Like, trust me, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But like, it's still like, it's not like when you have that type of following too, like it gives, it's not as hard to, I guess, get that exposure Yeah. to where like you can literally make a video about, you know, anything relating to your brand and it's going to get views guaranteed right. opposed right. to me to where like you know i have to work 10 times harder and right. then hope that i get at least a thousand views yeah. or or crazy idea if you have a million plus thing uh, things that means your views are doing pretty well and you're getting paid for it you know mm -hmm. even if it's not yeah. getting paid millions of dollars i get it i get how it works it's, it's pennies on the dollar but mm -hmm. throw justice a hundred bucks like put them up, like Ven Venmo you. If you're going to steal an idea, Venmo the person a hundred bucks. I think yeah, it's good. Literally. Especially yeah. if your views, that person's views hit like a million plus, right? Like, yeah. or, or their like likes. Really? Hit, I think the likes hit a million plus. The point being is like, God damn. Like, it gets set, the attention. Shoot, shoot yeah. them a hundred. Yeah. Give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Easily. With the, not just my content, but like, cause as I've seen it happen with other, like other mutuals of mine. It's just, it's, it's, it is, it's part of the game, I guess. But like, still like really all you got to do is like, cause I've even had people like hit me up and be like, Hey, I like this idea. Do you mind if I use it? I obviously, I still would rather you just think of something else yourself or yeah. give me something in compensation, yeah. but like, ultimately that's more respectable than just taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from now on, I'm just going to, go through your content and steal your stuff just so you know the key is now <laughs> just so you, you know. know for yeah. you for you and since you told me right up front i think that's okay okay all right <laughs> yes cool, cool, cool. I, I respect you for that thanks thanks yeah yeah say it to my face that you're gonna steal straight from yes me. like yes like that's the same thing like in school too like when people would steal my stuff like tell me you're gonna take my notebook yeah tell me you're gonna take my notebook with the answers and it'll be okay Right. I won't be as upset. Or don't say you're going to borrow something if you're just going to take it and not give it back. Like, don't say yeah, borrow. Can I borrow your pencil? It's like, really? okay, I'm never going to see it again. Yes. You just take it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not actually borrowing it. No. Right. Could I borrow, could I borrow like your, uh, some of your bread? Are you going to take borrowing. a bite and give it back? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, tastes good. Here, have it back. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's your sandwich back. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks, Justice, so much. Again, if people aren't following Justice on social media, definitely go follow Justice. Jay likes comics uh, pretty much uh, anywhere on social media. Ellie, yep. what is your social media? Where can people find you? What do you got coming up? What do you want to plug? Um, okay. I, on like every social media platform, I am Oh Shoot Podcast. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, I am on most listening platforms 
Spotify, Apple, many podcast listening apps. So I, I mean, if you want to check out my listening options in full, just check out the link tree in my social media bios. But as for what's coming up, I have many, many episodes planned out uh, in no particular kind of upload order. I will have an episode on that. There's some like logistically, I've got some things to figure out, but yeah. got an episode on like the Batman coming out, mm. throwing it back with the Mighty Ducks. I'm going to have an episode with one of my good friends who's um, into film, going to be talking about their experiences, what inspired them to get into film and what they have coming up. And actually an eight part series coming out with Justice with Game wow. of Thrones. One episode is going to be each season, and that's going to be something to look forward to because Justice is watching Game of Thrones for the first time, oh, which okay. is very exciting because I love Game of Thrones, been a big fan for a while. So I'd say like that is probably one of the biggest projects I have this year that I'm very, very excited for for the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to, I'm, I'm excited that you guys are working together. I'm excited that you guys have new content coming out. Uh, you guys are doing great. And so uh, 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 if nobody's following Oh Shoot Podcast, go follow Oh Shoot Podcast. Uh, for anyone out there still watching, uh, Justice and Ellie do great content. So definitely go follow them where uh, they are creating. Uh, but thank you, Justice. Thank you, Ellie, for so much for coming on the show. Thank you to the audience out there for watching. Um, if anyone feels like uh, looking up our Patreon, we got patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, we're trying to... Uh, create, get more subscribers so that we can fund more projects for the key. I was talking about it, I think, pre-show, just talking about how I would love to do more after shows for these TV shows, but we just don't have the bandwidth. We don't have the uh, 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 time and money to kind of, you know, do that sort of thing. So go to patreon.com slash the key show, uh, find a tier that works for you. Uh, there's something as small as like a, a $5 tier and uh, subscribe and help donate, you know, to the Keeg. All that money will go back to the Keeg and fund the projects that we have here. Because we have the Keeg Live that we do either every Saturday or every other Saturday, depending on the week. Uh, we also have Comic Talk on Thursdays. We have the Keeg Back, which is our hangout show on Friday nights. And then we do our after shows for Marvel and Star Wars live action. So we want to do more. I want to do a D&D &D show. Uh, I want to do, I have a game show that I have a, uh, we already did the prototype for it. So like we already did it. And so I'm trying to figure out how I can make that work. So nice. there's a lot, there's a lot yeah. for, for the key. And uh, problem right now is time and money. So we're working on that. Definitely check mm -hmm. out patreon.com slash the key show for that. But as far as this show is concerned, thank you for watching on volume, on Twitch, on YouTube. We're also on Facebook. You can find our social media at uh, the key show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, The Keeg Show. Uh, that's probably the easiest way you can keep track of all our stuff. And then if you're listening to the podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. So you can definitely stay tuned. This episode will be turned into a podcast. So um, um, check that out and check out what else we got to offer. That's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. This has been the Keeg Live talking about Peacemaker. Take care, everybody.
super fast. Gotta beat the boss and get the loot. Cause it's the king.